When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Safeway makes it easy to save at the pump with your club card because you can use up to 20 cents per gallon in Safeway gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations. Get more mileage out of your grocery budget, up to 20 cents per gallon. When you shop more at Safeway, you save more at Chevron and Texaco. Maximum reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is 20 cents per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons. Cannot be combined with any other Safeway gas reward offer. Restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details at Safeway.com or in-store. Hey, what's going on, guys? Always a pleasure to hang out and on a nice Father's Day. Yeah. Um, how are you spending the day? I was watching OJ, Made in America. I got some breakfast in bed. Uh, not the most relaxing uh, viewing, by the way. <laughs> no, that's, in, that's intense. Uh, did you finish? Yeah. No, I, had, I turned it off in the middle of part two. It's because I was like, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. I live in L.A., so it's just uh, magnified. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's really, really intense. I watched, I, I, I watched part five last night, and uh, boy... Man, there's so, so many things I didn't know about it. But anyway, that's not why we go to the site either, bballbreakdown.com, to get the breakdown of the OJ situation. Let's talk adjustments game seven and start on the Cleveland side. Actually, let's start overall. When you go into a game seven, are you wary, if you're a head coach, of making too many adjustments? And then after that, what are the slight adjustments that Cleveland could make? Uh, you know, it's a great question. You don't want to freak out because you definitely want to take – you know, dance with the date you brought. And so, you know, I, the only question you have is, is on a warrior side, at the very least, is that, uh, you know, you got to look at Iguodala's back. And if it's not holding up early, then you're going to have to look at a change. On the Cavs side, you know, they have all the momentum. They're doing really well. There isn't much to change there. They just got to, you know, continue to try and make the right decisions based on who's guarding whom. What we've been seeing is, you know, when they get uh, Draymond Green on love, and they run some action toward him with LeBron, the Draymond Green can't help off so much. And that's been giving them a lot of shots. And so when we look through the footage, that seemed to be one thing that uh, the Cavaliers should be exploiting more and that the Warriors should probably avoid having Draymond guard love as much as they can. Now, in the case, we saw Iguodala, he had problems even bending over to try to get a loose ball the other night. Let's say he is limited. What do you think the moves are going to be there, the options for Steve Kerr and Ron Adams setting up that defense against LeBron? Well, I'm, I'm a little crazy. I'm a little bit out of the box. I'm always trying to think of different things. And so what we've noticed is that Clay Thompson seems to have been doing pretty well uh, in his matchups against LeBron in terms of you know, efficiency points per possession. So you know, he would probably be the next natural guy you want to turn to just because Draymond didn't look very good at all on LeBron. He's much better when he can – uh, shadow off from the from the weak side and help when they get the rebound. So I'm thinking they're going to have to move to, you know, Clay more there. But then that's the question of who guards Kyrie. And so remember way back when when Harrison Barnes used to guard point guards too. Uh, he used to do it, and he was pretty good. He was long. He was quick. He's athletic. I don't know. I would kind of love to see a few possessions to mix it up and see if that shakes the Cavaliers out of something there and see if Barnes can't handle Kyrie and he can keep Steph Curry on Jr. Ooh, wow. Wow, and, and and that's how that's but how Barnes. I mean, does that impact, or does that you think that would help out Barnes any bit offensively? You know, not necessarily, especially if he's going to get lit up. 
But uh, if he's, you know, if he's doing well on defense and he's feeling comfortable, I mean, this is all mental for the guy. I, I just can't, you know, I, I'm the biggest uh, Harrison Barnes defender on Twitter, and I get reamed for it every three days. And I will not delete my tweets from four years ago, mind you. But um, that said, uh, you know, it's all mental. The guy's got all this ability. He's got all this athletic ability. He can shoot very well. So if, it, if whatever it might take, it could be some success on defense that can get him sweating and get him in the rhythm. And then next thing you know, he's knocking down shots. It's, it's conceivable. Hmm. Now get back to it's interesting what you point out about Draymond Green. Why does he have problems guarding LeBron straight up? Here's a guy who's second. Or, you know, defensive player of the year, the guy who finished first, Kawhi, has been able to guard LeBron. What is it about Draymond? Is it not just physical, physical, but also mental, where he could go off against LeBron? What, what would prevent him from guarding LeBron? You know, I think, listen, I don't want to be an armchair quarterback here, but obviously no, go ahead. at this point, game seven, all bets are off. So, he, you know, in theory, because I saw some of the things he did in game six, it's like totally reaching out of position, almost like taking himself out of the play, like even just like following LeBron at the end, like kind of reaching in and complaining about it. Like there definitely seemed something off with him there, and I'm wondering if he was worried about just becoming as uh, aggressive as he could just because he might have been worried about one more flagrant foul, you know, would he would have been out for game seven. So uh, that might have been part of it, but, you know, it was certainly uncharacteristic when you saw there was like I think three possessions in game six where when he was on him, he just sort of, you know, just took himself out of the play with bad positioning and bad effort, and uh, and LeBron just you know scored on him. So it's interesting. I I, I think uh, I would think he would be better on him, and I suspect that Kerr will have to use him there as well. Um, and so you know we'll have to, we'll find out. But yeah, there's something there, and it could very well be mental as well. How has LeBron been able to go out for the 41 in the in the last two games? Well, that was interesting. We charted over the course of the six games how they were using him as an attack. He's got the three ways he does it, which is, you know, post-up, isolation, and then pick and roll, the big three. So when you see what they did across the series, they, they've been reducing the post-ups. Those have not been so good for them because it's very stagnant. And the pick and roll in game five opened up a whole lot of things for them. They ran a ton of them, and that, they were doing well on those. And then they ultimately calmed that down a little bit with some more isos, but he scored in transition, I think it was seven times in game six. That's huge. He's getting dunked and the and all that stuff. And if they can, you know, limit that, and that's like a lot of live ball turnover issues and that kind of stuff, then you have something. Let's just say he only scored, you know, on three uh, transition baskets like he would normally do. Okay, that's, you know, that's, that's an extra eight points they don't get. Suddenly the game kind of changes. So um, I was surprised. And, by the way, that plays into what, Tyron Lue has been talking about, right? He wanted them to play faster, mm-hmm. and it, it really kind of worked for them. Mm-hmm. And what about Steph Curry? He's had problems at the defensive end in this series. It seems like Cleveland's done a very good job attacking him. Are they going to? You would think Cleveland's going to continue. What does Steve Kerr and Rod Adams do about Steph Curry in the defensive end to keep him out of foul trouble? Well, that's why it's so nice. You know, in theory, what we're talking about here, I guess, is when Kerr has to. I mean, when Curry has to guard LeBron or that kind of thing. And that's why it's so nice to have LeBron, uh, to have Draymond off the ball, where he can shadow and double and help, and then get back and recover. So they're going to have to do that. Like you might, they might have to double LeBron a little bit more. The problem with that is that if you try and double him, we saw that happen once when he was on the wing on the left wing, and like Iguodala ran out at him after Izzy was already kind of there after a pick and roll, and he just boop threw a quick little bounce pass, and you know Tristan Thompson dunks it. He is so good at that that if you don't, if you can't double him in the right spots, like on the post then you're going to be in trouble. So uh, they're going to have to just sort of really be aware of that. And then if it's Curry on him, then, yes, they're going to have to send somebody 
relatively aggressively, get it out of his hands. Because I feel like it's all about LeBron. If he scores more than 30 points tonight, uh, I think the the Cavaliers are going to give Cleveland their first championship in a while. Hmm. Uh, If they can keep them under 30, then I think that the Warriors can win. Don't you agree, though? I mean, I I think they need to get the ball. Especially, wouldn't you think they'll come out and see how LeBron is shooting before they make the move about we got to double the ball and get, get it out of his hands? Oh, absolutely, that too. And they, they needed to do that even more. For some reason, that was one of the ones that Draymond got burned on. He go, went for a, a shot fake from like 20 feet out. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and it was like, yeah, they absolutely positively need to do the Boris Diaw from 2013, I think it was. Just let him, you know, give him anything outside of like 17 feet. And even if he's making them, I swear, like that's, that's still better than the, the alternative, which is three-point plays, getting to the rim, setting up uh, the open three-pointers. Because remember, that's where they're getting a lot of their three-pointers was deep penetration and kickouts. If you can stop that, then all of a sudden those passes around the perimeter are a lot easier to cover and they don't get those open threes. So, yeah, it's all about LeBron. It's all about keeping him as far away from the basket. And if he hits those shots, uh, you know, when he goes over 50% for the, you know, from the field and over you know, from the long twos and threes, then you're just going to have to tip your cap. I think that's what Steve Kerr is going to have to do, and I feel like Popovich did it too. He just sort of, good, good job. We, you know, that's that's the only way you're going to beat us. And if that's how you do it, then then we'll give you a pat on the back. Right. You just say God bless and right. Yeah. Hope for the best. He's Coach Nick Bebal breakdown now. Nick, I know when you were having your breakfast in bed and you had the uh, and you, and as soon as you turned off um, uh, okay. OJ Made America, you were listening to Mitch's call in the first hour of of how he thought that the game was going to end, and, and he and he did the full um, Johnny Most call and everything, that it's, <laughs> you know, Steph Steph's three goes in and out with 11 seconds left. The Warriors are up 91-89. LeBron's bringing the ball down the floor. He can't get a shot off, and he kicks it to Kevin Love in the corner for a three at the buzzer, and that's how the Cavs win. So what is Kevin Love's real role out of Mitch's fantasy world? Right. What is Kevin Love's true role in this game? Well, Mitch, we've never talked before, but I just want to tell you, I love you, man. You're, you're the best. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, that, that is a fantastic Isn't that scenario. great? Uh, uh, here's the thing that I want to, you know, I'm the guy who, like, you know, when, when people get you know, reamed on, on Twitter or whatever, I like to look in there and maybe give them a little boost, defend them a little bit more than maybe the normal people will. And, like, Harrison Barnes is a good example. Well, Kevin Love, when I was going through all these LeBron possessions, and I mentioned this, no, this notion of when, when – um, uh, Draymond is guarding him. He, had, he really doesn't help as much because of it. Like, he's not getting enough credit for that. Like, he does, you know, provide gravity uh, for the team because you have to be aware of him on the three-point shot from that position. It's not easy. So, uh, hey, that, that sounds good to me because you know they're going to get drawn to LeBron, you know, and it's probably going to be someone like Draymond, you know, trying to help, and that's mm-hmm. going to leave him open. And, uh, you know, if it's a corner three, who, oh, here's the, other, the bigger point about that is that LeBron will make the pass, right? That's oh, sure. About it. Sure, because it's we so, all know we all know after the game when people ask him, he'll say, I, that's the right basketball play, right? Right. Well, what happens if he misses the shot, though, and they lose? He gets traded what tomorrow. Well, he gets traded either way. Kevin Love. Oh, no. I mean, what happens to LeBron, though? He'll get How crucified. Ball, yes. Right? Of course. Of course. Yeah. He opens it up. What I said was the best scenario for LeBron would be for him to stick the game winner and walk off with the title. Yeah. That'd yeah, be perfect. That would be nice. Right? That's also uh, a fantasy I, probably. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. But, again, yeah, like we said, I would be surprised because, in theory, they're going to make LeBron pass it, and he will pass. Like, that's his thing. That's always been the, the, the thing I've always loved about LeBron. So, uh, you know, I'm, I, had, I didn't sleep well. Did you guys sleep well last night? This is, like, keeping me up at night. No, because I'm, uh, I'm on Prednisone, which is uh... – 
some sort of uh, some sort of steroid for my throat. So no, I really. And then I was up watching uh, Made in America. Mitch, Mitch was asleep at uh, at eight. No, no, no. I was I was up up originally doing my uh, Forbes column, and then I we rewrote it about three in the morning. So I was up too. I guess we all are anticipating Game Seven. Oh yeah. For- my dream was I was in an emergency room, and somebody <laughs> passed out, and I had to call the ambulance. But I was in an emergency room. Why am I calling an ambulance? And they couldn't find like which emergency room they were in. Wait, wait, and this you was got, what that means. Co- Coach Nicky got big problems. You need to see somebody. <laughs> wait, wait a second. You were in the emergency room during Game Seven. Uh, I, I, the emergency room must be Game Seven, and one of the one of the teams must have collapsed, and we're trying oh, to revive them. Uh, this is weird. Um, so let's stay with Kevin Love. If Kevin Love is so, if Kevin Love is on the floor, you would hope that the Warriors would try to attack with Steph Curry in the pick and roll with Kevin Love. You would hope. If Kevin Love is not on the floor, who do you attack? If Kevin Love's not on the floor, who do you attack? With with uh, Steph Curry, with Steph Curry on the floor, because they, they just haven't seemed the Warriors Kyrie? the Warriors themselves as as effective in the pick and roll. Right. It's weird. It's very strange. And, and, and who knows? It's like a mental thing almost because they're so good. And then all of a sudden in game five, they lost. And part of it was Draymond Green not being there. And then in game six, you know, Draymond being maybe somewhat subdued because of the worry of the flagrant foul. I don't know. But, um, you know, so if, if Kevin Love is not out there, then obviously they're going to be attacking with LeBron and then Kyrie. They're doing the, the ISO game that they've been doing all series long, which. No, no, no. Know, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I'm sorry. On the Warriors side, if the Warriors, who are they trying to put into oh. the pick and roll with Steph so that they can attack Cleveland if Kevin Love's not uh-huh. out there on the floor? Ah, great question. Well, the one thing we haven't seen enough of is certainly the Clay Thompson Steph Curry pick and roll. And they've done it a little bit, and it's been pretty effective. And that gets like JR into mm-hmm. it. And defensively, he gets lost. Whoa. So that's a, you know, mm-hmm. that's a good one that they could run. Right. And, uh, you know, if you could bring out Tristan Thompson away from the basket a little bit, that, that probably helps them to some degree. So whoever he's guarding, uh, pull him up into the pick and roll. Uh, you know, I guess they're kind of wary of attacking LeBron, which is, you know, uh, understandable. But in theory, you know, you get LeBron in some foul trouble, then maybe that becomes an issue because we've seen how much foul trouble has affected the Warriors, and they could do the same to the Cavaliers, especially being at home. But I think that's the, the elephant in the room here is that we know there won't be – how many fouls are going to call today? Five, six maybe total? Yeah, and maybe, right. maybe, maybe six and a half. Six and a half. Here's the question yeah. I have for you regarding the, one of the stars for Cleveland in the last game, obviously, was Tristan Thompson. What did Golden State not do? We saw him get a million of those alley-oops late. I think he was six for six from four. He also had his, uh, you know, he's a presence on the glass. How are they going to contend with that today? Because you would think Tristan Thompson could have some key minutes where he gets them extra possessions, where he gets rolling to the basket. What are they going to do about that, Golden State? The only reason why he gets an inordinate amount of those offensive rebounds is because of dribble penetration from LeBron or Kyrie. As soon as that happens and they rotate, right. it's open season. Mm-hmm. And if they can, you know, like we talked about, keep LeBron out on the perimeter, give him all that room to stop him from driving, that will help on half of them. And then um, if somebody whispers something on Twitter about Kyrie's foot or his leg or something, uh, is, is he hurt? His toenail. He's really badly hurt. <laughs> no, it's his <laughs> it's toenail. A, the team, doc, team doctor uh, told me yesterday that uh, I heard through the team doctor that it's his toenail. Uh, he heard his paw. Okay, so, yeah. you know, either way, the point is, is that uh, – that's going to be the real issue, again, because if Kyrie – and by the way, Kyrie tends to not get the deep penetration. He's hitting those bank shots. I think he broke the record for bank shots in game five. <laughs> I've never seen so many. Uh, but they're all around the rim, and that's causing the rotations, and then that's when you know Tristan Thompson can get in there because Draymond has had to rotate over. So 
Uh, those are the two guys that they need to be able to contain to some degree. And if it's with extra physical uh, defense because the refs might let them get away with that, then that will help. But I have to imagine, if, you probably would agree, that if the physical thing is going to take its toll on either of the teams or who's going to get the, the advantage of that, I think Cleveland has a much bigger advantage sure. if yeah. they're allowed to play and the refs do yep. all foul. That's right. I'm right there with you. All right, we'll stay out of the hospital tonight. Yeah. <laughs> ER, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bballbreakdown.com is where you can find all the breakdowns. He's Coach Nick. Nick, great talking to you. Enjoy the game tonight. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Appreciate Nick. it. Boy, my head is spinning. He's got all. You ask him one thing, he's got all the uh, yeah. solutions. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. Safeway makes it easy to save at the pump with your club card. Because you can use up to 20 cents per gallon in Safeway gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations. Get more mileage out of your grocery budget, up to 20 cents per gallon. When you shop more at Safeway, you save more at Chevron and Texaco. Maximum reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is 20 cents per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons. Cannot be combined with any other Safeway gas reward offer. Restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details at Safeway.com or in-store.